Greetings and welcome to the Mount Rushmore podcast. My name is Jeff, and I'm joined as always by, by my buddies. Oh, uh, start that out. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Greetings and welcome to the Mount Rushmore podcast. My name is Jeff, and I'm joined as always by my good buddies Richard. Hello. And Michael. Howdy. These guys debate and deliberate the most ubiquitous things of a thing. And this week the topic is, I bought this thing, and three months later, I haven't even used it, and it's collecting dust. Something like that? Yeah. yeah nailed it. Nailed it. Oh, okay. In one. All right. <laughs> Swish. <laughs> and, Michael, you chose it? This is my topic. Okay, okay. Uh, this felt, uh, There is one thing in particular that uh, I was thinking of that will be on my choices, but... Uh, there's a thing that happens when you think you get so jazzed up or so excited to use something or to whatever your purchase is, you think it's going to be so integral in your life, and then you realize, I've never used it, or it didn't work properly, or why do I have this thing, or oh, I can't believe I spent that much money on it, and then you try to re-engage with it, and it doesn't. Mm. It doesn't satisfy that itch that you thought it did, and there's mm-hmm. like, what am I gonna do? Yeah, there's yeah. a very, um, <laughs> uh, a very great, great, my favorite, favorite episode of Freakonomics, a podcast, was based on, kind of on this, the idea of when to quit, when to give up, oh, how sure. long, how long have you been engaged in something before it is. Sunken cost. A sunken cost. It's better for you to stop doing, no matter how much you put into it, and just give up. They talk. Oh. Was this when they were talking about a minor league baseball player? Yeah, exactly. Okay. And like the, someone that was like 33, 34 years old or something that had been playing baseball his entire life, had been trying to get just within the minor league system. And it's like, if you enjoy it, fine, but like you're not, you're never going to get that big league shot. Yeah. But the idea of like a sunken cost of like, when is it okay for me to give up this thing that I've invested so much money in? And sometimes they're just little things that you're just like, and sometimes they're like big things, little things, but whatever. And it just, they just wind up on the back shelf in spite of your best mm. intentions. As someone who just moved, mm. not too long to just, it's been, been six months now, but as someone who moved recently, I kind of rediscovered a lot of things that I was like, oh, oh. I have this. Uh-huh. Oh, I never used this. Uh, I'm never really going to use this. Do I throw it away? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, but I spent a lot of money on it. And yeah. Now I'm kind of stuck with it. Uh, yeah. So there is stuff that made the move with us that I know I will never use. Yeah. But it's but you just can't get rid of. Oh, it's sure. It's not even you can't dump. It's it's these are things that don't even get to the dump part. They're just with you, and you carry them, and you're just they're just baggage. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. This is killing me softly. This one's actually Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, a little God. too close to home. I got so Did much of this break? stuff. Did we just life? broke Jeff, oh. and we haven't gotten to our first choice yet. Oh, my oh, God. How exciting. Okay, well, uh, Michael chose it, so Richard starts. All right, so my first choice is the Nintendo Switch. Oh, wow. Um, we got one of these for the kids last year after at the end of school to celebrate the fact that we made it through... What we had hoped would be the only school year where they had to do it yeah. uh, remotely. Little did we know, suckers. Um, so we went and found a Nintendo Switch, and this is, I don't know if they're still really hard to get or not. This was back when they were 
it was really hard to get one and my wife sarah found one on a gamestop sale flash sale or something like yeah. that and she's like should i get it should i get it absolutely we're gonna have so much fun with this and sarah and the kids loved playing animal crossing for about a month and that switch is currently sitting on my son's floor it hasn't <laughs> been picked up in probably a month wow yeah it's like five hundred dollar yeah video game system I, pr- I pretty much only use it because you can get the retro NES games well, on there. Okay. On yeah. on my list is the Super Nintendo Classic, okay. which I got for Christmas a couple years ago. That is the same thing where it's just like I was so jazzed to play uh, Super Metroid. I was so jazzed to play these, these older school games. Sure. And I cannot play a new video game. For yeah. the life of me. Yeah. I don't know what it's like to play a Switch. I don't know what... All of the physical motion... Like, I gave up after the GameCube. Like, the Wii we have, but uh, it's mostly an Emily thing. The Super Nintendo Classic, I thought, man, that was going to really scratch that itch. Right. And then the cord that reaches from, like, the console <laughs> to, like, the controller is just short enough that I can't sit back and enjoy it from like, oh. my couch. So oh. I have to sit on like the floor to watch the TV, like almost staring like at a 70-degree angle. <laughs> and it's just like, it's it's just, it just misses the mark by that much. It's like, God, yeah, I cannot play this thing comfortably, and so I don't ever want to play it. See, I'm kind of the opposite <laughs> with that, is I've got my Xbox, and mainly I just play my FIFA soccer. And I've just come to realize I've got one game that I'm really happy with. Got a couple other games on the Xbox that are, you know, like a racing game and it's a baseball game or some, there's like a few other things. But I pretty much just play FIFA. Mm -hmm. And it's not going to be better on the Nintendo Switch than it is on my big TV. So why would I play it on this little handheld thing? Other than fact, it's portable. But I'm not. Portability has not really been an issue so far over the last year and a half. <laughs> yeah. So it just has now become something that's plugged in, and and at this point it isn't even plugged in. It's mm-hmm. just sitting, lying on the floor, waiting to get stepped on and crushed. Yeah. I mean, I kind of have like these hopes and dreams that at some point, someday, Felix will will be like, okay, this is how you can do the controller on your left hand, your right hand, control it and do the very basic game. And it's like, oh, but we should have got the regular Nintendo Classic for that. So we could play a little bit easier games. But then uh, maybe I'm just I'm just underselling my kid's ability to play video games. It's, he just turned four. No, he doesn't. No, unless it's like a Sesame Street game or something. Yeah, he's great with the games on the iPad where he can draw a circle around something. <laughs> draw a shape. Well, what is the problem with this emotion that you're experiencing is it is was there do you perceive there to be something incorrect or counterfeit about your initial enthusiasm or is it the cost of that it's definitely well i don't know well the cost thing might be a a question for richard for me definitely it i thought i would like it because i thought it would scratch an itch and get me back into having some downtime i have zero town downtime there's no time that I have to play video games. I, I do not, like the people that play video games at night, I my good friend Eric that you know, he works in the video game industry uh, kind of on the back end, but like he's also a big video game player. And like 
when is this time that these people have to magically play video games? Yeah. I mean, obviously, he doesn't have uh, a kid. He does like he's not married. There, right. there are no hours in the day where I could spend an hour just playing a video game, where I wouldn't be regretting it, being like, "God, I just want to." You're neglecting something. Yeah. Well, I just want to. I just want to sit down or, something. or just have like a glass of wine <laughs> and not think <laughs> about things or watch like yeah. a Great British Bake Off show. That's like I can turn my brain off for a second, and not have to do something. Mm-hmm. There are those like sometimes like a, a good Friday night or Saturday night that Emily and I are like, okay, let's play a video game and whatever. But like, those are so few and far between that. Right. It just doesn't, it doesn't equal up to this thing that is basically a dust magnet. Yeah. Right. Do you think if you were super rich, you would even have this thought if you were in another, Michael is very wealthy. Uh, he's, he's well off. He's very well off. But if you were extra, extra... That was my plane that just flew over. <laughs> if you had... Uh, so if we go out and have a meal in a restaurant or something like that, and it doesn't... It's not the best meal, you don't you don't become <laughs> really upset. You know, like, if you... It doesn't bother you. It doesn't you bother you. Cause you no, know, it's... it's, it's yeah. not, not the only meal you're going to have. Um, but if that was... If we were impoverished and we'd spend all that money on something that didn't give joy... You'd be pretty bummed out, right? If you yeah. if you were a millionaire, this would you wouldn't even be thinking about it, right? No, I, when you're a, a millionaire, you don't think about anything. Money doesn't mean anything. Like these are these yeah. are just costs that are just yeah. They, there's no concept to what yeah. this stuff means. Yeah, it's not like the it's not like the Super Nintendo Classic, whatever the cost it was, probably hundred bucks or whatever close to t- I, I doubt it would be two hundred dollars it was probably like 99 bucks One, like to be honest it's because it's interesting because those things came from two different places um richards the, was much more the switch richards, richards was a, an investment in like that's like a, a yeah, family thing mine was like a, yeah a frivolous the switch whatever. was a thing to unite the family yeah a warm fire for us all to cut huddle around yours was a thing to rekindle your passion and maybe yeah. bridge you into gaming i wasn't even no way i was for just to put it out there i was not looking to i am not buying a new video game system until my kid is probably like 10 yeah there's i I, i'm not getting close to a a new video game i'm scared of it (laughs) (laughs) like i you know uh the farthest i go is like the thousand piece jigsaw puzzle that i can (laughs) that i can game and i can i can do the work around where i don't actually have to do it but like I'm, I'm nowhere close to playing anything that has been released in the last fifteen years. Yeah, because I, I am. I, well, I tried to play. There's a, there was a new Legend of Zelda game, and I tried to play it with with Vivian, and it just was like, I'm hitting buttons. Yeah, what am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to run around and try and find this stone, and then you know how the Zelda games are. Oh sure. I mean, it's just you know, ugh. I just think too for much. Me, it was just too much. I think for me, for the Super Nintendo one that I have, there was a Legend of Zelda game that I didn't, I never played. And so I was excited to play it. And then it was a game that because I hadn't played it, I had no interest in playing it. Oh. I wanted to play the game that I'd played before. I right. wanted to play Legend of Zelda or I wanted to play Link's Awakening. I wanted to play the game that I fucking can't play now on the Nintendo Wii because, like, the games that I bought and downloaded aren't available anymore. Oh, jeez. Like oh. through the Wii Store. Yeah. I, you're, I'm talking about a, a gaming system that's now like, you know, decade, a decade plus old. So right. it's like, 
whatever, but like it's still like, hmm. You would have been better off just going to Game Boy and buying a Super Nintendo, an actual like unit. Yes, for I like could have gone 60 to sixty bucks. Yes, exactly. And then spent that money on buying cartridges and yeah. of the five games that you wanted. Yeah. All right, Richard, your second. All right, my second one. Uh, during the uh, pandemic and a little bit before that, I started getting into watching disc golf. Um, what? What? <laughs> yeah, disc golf. You know, okay. where you throw sure. a frisbee into a, a basket. Yeah, we get it. Where's did, this going? Did the persons who you were watching know you were lurking <laughs> behind the shrubbery and on observing that? Oh, on television. Okay. <laughs> on YouTube. All right. Not. Not not just hanging out at the park, <laughs> Hope, hoping to see a Sasquatch, <laughs> and then just saw like losers throwing a frisbee. And I started I started watching these professional tournaments that they have coverage of it yeah. every week or every couple of weeks. And it is the I might have mentioned this in the the Mount Rushmore things about marijuana episode. <laughs> <laughs> it is the perfect thing to watch when you're stoned. Nice, okay. Because it's just it, there's something happening. Yeah, but it's pretty. Low, low key and low stress. Yeah. And it's just, oh, wow, he just threw that thing 350 feet around two trees and got it within 10 feet of the basket. That's amazing. So if you're stoned, it really seems even like more amazing. Um, so I was watching this for a long time, and I was like, you know what? I should, I should try that. That looks like fun, and how hard could it be? So I bought my disc golf, like, beginner, like $30. I got it for Christmas, actually. Mm-hmm. And for about a year, I didn't do anything with it, partially because of the pandemic and partially because it's weird to go out and do that thing by yourself no, the first okay. time if you've never done it before. Uh-huh. Uh, there is Kenneth Hahn State Park, which is not too far away from me, which has a free course that you can go out and play. And a few months ago, I went out with Vivian because she was like, yeah, I'll go do that because they play ultimate Frisbee at their school. And she's like, yeah, I'm not bad at throwing a Frisbee mm-hmm. around. So I was like, great, this will be fun. I was so terrible at it. <laughs> I can't even begin to describe how uh, how great. how bad I was at throwing, <laughs> throwing a Frisbee disc and trying to get it to go in the direction uh-huh. that you want it to go. Yeah. Um, especially when you look down and it's like, you know, a football field and a half away. And you're like, yeah. how the hell am I supposed to do this? Yeah. And the course is really hilly. So I'm getting done by, by hole nine. I'm already getting, like, sore and winded. <laughs> and I went out a second time by myself, actually on my birthday. I was like, oh, this would be a good birthday thing to do. I had taken the day off. It was a work day. It was a weekday. Through one th- had one throw where I almost brained somebody from about 50 <laughs> feet out because the throw almost went sideways. Finished the hole and said, you know what? I'm good. Yeah. I'm done. I'm not going right. to torture myself on my birthday trying to make this mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. Haven't picked up the disc since. Legends are born with stories like this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do you think it's because your brain learned it in a um, kind of in well, you learned it high, so now your body's doing it high? <laughs> yeah, like, like my brain is like in a permanent like yeah. state of uh, yeah. yeah, maybe yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's more that I'm just fat and out mm-hmm. of shape and 45. Well, I I often create a future scenario based on a habit or a sport or a hobby that I think I'm now I'm going to be this guy. Right. And I don't take into account all the, the, the skill, the may, maybe a proclivity that you might need to succeed at it. Uh, when you watch someone on TV doing something, you, it never is as easy as they make it. Yeah. Look. 
Yeah. I know there's like this glass blowing show that Sarah oh, started yeah, yeah. watching. This like competitive glass blowing, like reality show. <laughs> yeah. And these guys are making, the guys and gals the are great, making. The Great British Blow Off. <laughs> it's a very different show that you watch on the internet than I think you watch on like Netflix. Blown Up or something yeah. like that. Yeah. I mean, it is something like Blown Away. Maybe that's uh-huh. it. And it just looks like they're blowing in. You know, you think about like Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood when they went to go see the glass blowing guy. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, this could be a fun hobby. It's like if you actually tried to do that, you would die. Yeah. You would burn yourself or you would pass out from the from a heat stroke mm-hmm. or just like run out of air in your body mm-hmm. to blow. Something bad would happen. Yeah. D- for me, I have remorse of <laughs> the guy that I had planned to be and how quickly that's dashed, you know, with sure. when you buy the electronic keyboard, sit down and <laughs> plunk away a little bit and go oh, fuck i'm just bad at this there's no there's no way yeah i mean there's in theory there would be a lot of being bad at it and then being mediocre at it and then getting yourself to being semi-good at it yeah and i, I think especially with age you just sort of reach that point where it's like am i gonna am i willing to go out every weekend for the next year yeah and practice this and work to get better mm-hmm. so i can eventually be mediocre at it mm-hmm. eh, it's not really worth my time i'd rather be playing fifa yeah that's what kickball was for exactly <laughs> that's uh, a side effect of i think our addiction to competence i want i want to be good i don't want to spend all my time feeling dumb and bad at <laughs> right do, do something poorly yeah this is my free time I, I shouldn't feel like shit winfield so my second is uh this is the thing that made me think of it made me think of this topic so my son felix was born in 2017 and leading up to felix being born i made this great effort to uh scan record all of the dvds we had a big dvd case big dvd shelf get them all recorded onto a digital file get those all transferred to a plex server and had that set up so that we could remove this huge cabinet of media from something that would be in his room, something that would be in the living room, put it in a box downstairs, not have to think about it, but still be able to watch the episodes of mm, Metalocalypse that we wanted to watch, watch yeah. Northern Exposure, watch any Austin Powers movie that we had, watch all of them, Aliens, da 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 just, I just scanned them, burned I spent hours and hours scanning and cataloging these things and i set it up to this you know thing on a server through a service called plex now because i'm an idiot i don't know how technology works i didn't know that things didn't just stream from this thing that in theory was wi-fi enabled right it had to go through another computer Okay. I didn't know this for like three years. <laughs> I, I, I just had no idea. Like, I didn't understand why this thing didn't work, but it only worked when there was a laptop open in some other room or whatever. Yeah. No idea. It would work eventually, kind of. Not really. Then I realized, oh, okay. I just, I just don't know what technology is. I don't know what these things are. So I bought something called Raspberry Pi which is a computer, which is the size of a deck of cards. 
And over the course of this, I was like, okay, I need a project while I'm home, working from home during COVID. I am going to set up a rad, I'm going to set up a fucking computer for myself. That's going to be this thing that I put right next to the Plex server or where everything is stored. It's got the size of a deck of cards, bada bing, bada boom. Got the HDMI cables and the thing, borrowed all the stuff from work, da da da, set it all up, things like it's going great. And then the fucking Plex server just never turns on. Oh, like the geez. place that the <laughs> thing that all the stuff is stored on. Oh, God. Oh, like no. Like just hundreds of hours. It of just, just ate it. I don't know. It's just there. It just never turns on. So now in the desk drawer underneath my computer, I have this computer that I spent. It's not that expensive. A Raspberry Pi, yeah, whatever. It's 35 like, bucks. Or something. Yeah. Like 90 bucks or whatever yeah. with all the. all. It's just in my drawer collecting dust because whatever happened within those two to three years, I can't get it back. I don't. I don't know. I don't maybe, have the. I, I maybe maybe there is a genius out there that can come to my rescue and restore whatever data is on this thing that I can't even power on, but I can't get there, and it's just like. Maybe if you bought. Well, don't another, just give up. Don't try. That's maybe, that maybe, is my lesson. Maybe if you bought another piece of technology to yeah. fix that. Uh, what's that one called? And then continued. <laughs> Is it smaller than a deck of yes. cards? Yes, smaller than that to put next to the deck of card size computer. Is it like a dice? Yeah, but a couple it's of just, dice. Like there's just so much. I remember getting to the point where it's just like, I got it all set up. I'm so excited. I followed all the instructions on the internet properly. Mm-hmm. I downloaded all the things properly. I set it all up, and then it was like plug the thing in, and it was like nothing. And I was just like, okay, yeah. If I want to watch Northern Exposure now, I got to go down to the garage and dig out the uh, felt-lined box <laughs> set that Emily had purchased. It's the Northern Exposure one that would love to watch. Ah, uh, that's so much. That's that's the it's work. Too much effort. That's the work that I do not. I did not want. Yeah. And uh, and I put in all the work, and now I'm like, bring that sucker by next next time you come over. Yeah, you'll do I it. I will. I will see. Uh, you I love you, yeah. Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have a in that shed. There's a there's a Creality Ender three two three D printer that I bought for myself. Ooh. Oh man! And, uh, now uh, this this is a choice. That kids are plant ours. Uh, have you used it? Never. The thing has not fucking worked. Since <laughs> I Fuck got yeah! It. Yeah! yeah. Fuck yeah! Before I started, before I even turned it on, I found all these user groups that talk about. Well, if you bought one of those, you got to upgrade the boozy whatsits. You got to upgrade the platform. You got to upgrade the filament dispenser. You got to only a loser the, uh, would only, have one yeah. that doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. So I got my vanilla, you know, Honda Accord, and I put a spoiler on it, and I put. Uh, a, Jeff is just there trying. He's all he's trying to do is just print himself a little. Han Solo frozen in carbonite. Yeah. That's right. all it is. He got all he wants in life. He has that little file. It's going to print this little thing. Hundreds of hours spent trying to get that thing to work mm. after souping mm. it up and voiding the warranty. Uh, and then I get a, a, just an error message that says, too low perture. Not the temperature is too low. It's too low perture. Yeah. That's... And on the board, Bolton boards, they don't know what that means. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that means. There's a... Uh, uh, before we go to break, there is a great comic. Um... By uh, now, unfortunately, and disgraced author, 
called Transmetropolitan. And it is set in like the kind of quasi near future. And one of the things that uh, was featured in this comic was a thing called just a maker, mm. which basically you can get low grade food out of it. You can get anything made out of it. Basically, it's a thing that you can order th- stuff online. This is from like the early, kind of not early 90s, but like mid, late 90s, early 2000s, yeah. where this felt like very crazy. It felt like insane the idea that you could just like order shoes from the thing that you watched on TV because you thought you wanted it and then it your maker, the maker makes it and whatever. And it's weird to live in that reality where people are just like, yeah. oh, this is this fully functional Iron Man uh, armor that uh, I just made through my maker and like it opens up and you do these things and you're just like, wow, I'm, yeah, I can't get my computer to work. Yeah. I can't get this thing to play mute, to play DVDs that have just been saved to work. And it's like, right. I feel like, like a like a goober, a stone, a stone aged Neanderthal, right. and smashing things, and I, I can't. Yeah, it's all terrible. Yeah, it, that's where it seems to be an element of vanity. Like I thought, I, I, yes. I made these wings with wax and feathers, <laughs> knowing that I could fly to the sun. I really <laughs> thought I could do it myself, yeah. and now I realize I can't do anything. The yeah. difference was Icarus did fly for he a little bit. He did fly. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I'm not ever going to attempt to change that oil on my car either, by the uh, way. No. Forget that. Yeah. That's the circle of life. You you take that somewhere, that guy gets to have lunch. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, you, you, you guys, uh, we've been doing this podcast thing for so long, and success came for us so quickly um, that we've really lost track of what really matters in life, and we've really uh, cocaine. Cocaine is that what that's, it, that's really what matters? Yeah, the uh, brazen hussies who clamor at us all the time when we leave our podcast studio at the stage door. Um, no, absolutely none of that is taking place in our lives. We are three uh, devout family men who love our families, uh, but. We also love when you <laughs> listen to our podcast. So go back, download, rate, and review past episodes, and then suggest future episodes. We would love it. We'd love to have you be in the dialogue on our social media platforms and suggest topics that we could tackle. That'd be super cool. How about this? How about this? You don't even have any topics out there that you can suggest. Whoa. Yeah, you losers. Wow. Like, we've been asking for them, but like, you, it's, called out. you guys are so pathetic. <laughs> Zero imagination, zero creativity. What are you gonna meet? Come back show, at us. Show, show it to me. Uh, Matt Rushmore of uh, uh, guns, baseball cards, guns, baseball cards might be a good topic. That's not a bad topic. That's right. That's right. That down, Mike. Rushmore baseball cards. Yeah. I got a good one. Yeah. And scene. Prove us wrong. See, that was just a taunt. That was a schoolyard taunt. Basic psychology. Yeah. Basic psychology. Uh, Richard, what is your third? All right, so for my birthday this year, um, happy I, birthday, Richard! Is this the disc golf story again? No, it is okay, not. Okay. <laughs> well, I was stoned, so maybe I may I may be repeating myself. No, I uh, got a couple of gift cards to Barnes and Noble. Oh, and it's just like <laughs> the Barnes and Noble gift card. He got to yeah. Barnes or Noble. Barnes. The Barnes and Noble choose. The Barnes and Noble gift card is basically like I could have got you an Amazon card. Yeah, that'd be too easy. But instead, books. Yeah. No, no, I I appreciate the I appreciated the gift. Uh, So the main thing that I got was this really kind of cool Crosley, like old school vintage. It looks like a fifties radio, but it's like you can hook it up to your Bluetooth. It's like a a big speaker. Yeah. It's really neat, and I can you can I can play all my 
music on it while I'm washing dishes and crap like that. I've got something just like that, too. Oh, really? Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. So, uh, I thought I was an old fart. You guys have this old prairie home companion. <laughs> I, I only use it to play uh, Al Jolson. Al Jolson. Uh, <laughs> Hello, my baby. Hello. Yes. Um, so I had about, I don't know, $25 left over on the card gift cards after I'd bought it. And I saw this book. I was just like, fuck, what am I going to get? I guess I should get a book because they... They don't have a ton of, like, non-book stuff. And I got this book. It's called Inverting the Pyramid. It's about the history of soccer tactics. And you know me. I love soccer. And I thought to myself... It's no disc golf. But it's not disc do. golf, but we, what can you do? And I thought to myself, well, this will be great. Because I'll, I'll be, uh, I can read this book. It's, it goes all the way back to the starting of soccer, like, in the 1800s. About, like, what formations and, and how, how the game was played then. And how that kind of evolved to where it is in modern times. I thought that sounds really fascinating. And if I read this, I'll be a much more in well-informed soccer fan. I'll be able to enjoy the game more. It's just like a 600. I got it. It's like a 600 page book. I'm never reading this. (laughs) 0.9% chance that I will ever read this book. And it is going to, I, I, it is going to be a paperweight. That's just what it is, and wow. it was this. It was this vain attempt. Did you start reading it? No, it's it's still dense? sitting there. Oh. No, I've. I do this with books. I uh-huh, get excited yeah. about a book, and then I realize, oh shit! I still got. I'm still like halfway through, this one book that I'm reading, and then I know I want to read this next book. So why did I buy this 600 page book when I've already got like yeah. four or five books in my queue? Mm-hmm. Why would I do this to myself? I th- I would suggest uh, Daniel Day Lewis reads that book on yeah. on audio first. Oh, really? Yeah, so you will <laughs> you will be transfixed. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this is a very great pick because almost it almost I'm going to bridge it into my pick my sure my third pick, and it is the weird booze slash mixers that you buy for a recipe that you've either had at a restaurant or you read in a book that you've had one time and you're just not going to make it again. Mm-hmm. Richard, you got me this. That w- cocktail. You got this book. amazing book for me that is right in the middle. It has not moved from the center <laughs> of our ottoman in the middle of my living room since when you got it for me. It's this. The book is incredible. It is. It pairs an album with some cocktails. So it's like uh, uh, the Smiths, um, not Strange Way We're Here We Come, but... Uh, Louder Than Boss. Mm, what is murder. We've named every album <laughs> but the run, the, the one that is mentioned, regardless. And it suggests a cocktail to make to listen to the album in full. As, two, as like A-side and B-side has two cocktails to suggest for all these different albums. It's wonderful. It's perfect. It was, the, it was literally the perfect gift. But it involves trying to purchase yeah. the weird liqueurs. I don't know. Am I buying Fernet Bronca? Mm-hmm. Am I getting Aquavit? Am I buying a Blackberry liqueur? I have all of these booze things that have just sat at the top. And you know that just ah, the place where booze goes when you're not going to drink it is the top back of your fridge. Mm. You have stuff that's in front of it. You have... yeah. 
uh, here's the Fruit Loops, <laughs> and here's like the booze that you do drink in front of it, mm-hmm. and then there's the booze at the back that you're just like, I'm just, I'm just not getting there again because it's, I. There's like a bottle of Remy Martin or something. Whatever like that. it is, yeah. there is just bottles of booze that, uh, you know, for a while Emily and I were getting like. I'm trying to think of the name of the service. It was called like Shaker and Spoon or Booze Box or something where they sent you a recipe and they sent you most of the ingredients to make it. Except for like the actual alcohol. But, but you had to go buy the alcohol. Mm. Mm-hmm. And they were great because they're interesting. And you want to be you want to be interesting and drink cool cocktails and feel whatever. And then you're like, I've got this giant bottle of absinthe. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck am I doing? And like, and it's just like, and then you, and then you go back and you look at it, and you literally start like peeling the dust off of it mm-hmm. with your fingers, and you're like, I bet in, you and you're in, like, inside, that booze is still good. Outside, <laughs> it looks terrible. It's covered in like spider webs and shit. Yeah, but inside, you know, like booze holds on, but you're just like, mm. but it's just like this idea of you had better like that cocktail you bought this for. Yes, because if it's just okay. Then you're in yeah. that. Then you're in that realm where it's like I've got all or, of the stuff yeah. for this cocktail, there's, and <laughs> it's fine. But I'd rather have a glass of wine. I will tell you, there's only one like crazy weird liqueur that I've ever bought in the last few years that has like held up. It's called Galliano or Galliandro or something like that. It's what you make a Harvey Wallbanger with. It's mm. orange juice and vodka and this like kind of lemony. Vanilla y kind of li- mm-hmm. uh, licorice liqueur thing. And I made a cake for Emily um, last year for her birthday using this, like a Harvey Wallbanger bank cake. But then you can also make cocktails. And when you're home, uh, <laughs> working from home, you could make a Harvey Wallbanger in, in the middle of the day at 11 o'clock, 12 yeah. o'clock, and you're, you're just like flying. You're feeling really good. It's the only <laughs> bottle of like liqueur that we've had that is like. Done its job. Been there yeah. and gone and been worth it. But so you, all these others. So I you're drinking know. during the middle of the work day. Do we need to have a, a mm. talk with you about mm. this, Michael? No, because you feel good. Oh, okay. Then you're then you're fine. And I've been watching like uh uh you know, the young ones. So like I'm totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm t- this is totally makes sense. This plex yeah. this plex server is a rubber doorstop that he keeps <laughs> trying to plug <laughs> in. <laughs> Why won't it work? Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. I, I will tell you all those little extra side oddity liqueurs and things like that there's probably a tom waits album that you could mix them all together and it would match that perfectly yeah okay uh richard your final choice all right i I did realize there is a pattern in my choices other than the nintendo switch which was just a, a kind of a money dump and it is my attempt to be become an expert at something or mm. mas- a mastery of something and then getting bored or frustrated mm-hmm. or whatever with it. So my last one is musical instruments. Ah, okay. I kind of collect these. And you mentioned it a little bit with yeah. kind of like the Casio keyboard. Um, about before we had kids, I actually made music. And I had like a little home recording studio and the whole like setup and Cubase. Not Cubase. But Logic. Logic or, yeah. or something like that. Um and I started to, you know, I had to have a bass guitar, I have a regular guitar, I had a drum machine, used all of that. And then I would get these things like, 
this song could really use a mandolin. <laughs> I don't know how to play mandolin, but it can't be that hard. Yeah. And I would go to, and you know, invariably I would talk about it, and, and my lovely wife might get it for me for a, a, oh. a present, mm-hmm. or I would go and buy one on my own. And maybe I would figure out how to use it for that one song, and then it just, yeah, it's in the garage. So I got a mandolin, and I got a, like this mini lap steel. Oh, God. Like the steel guitar, but yeah. it's like the ones, like the smaller ones that yeah. sit on your lap. I got one of those. Wow. Haven't played them in 10 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. They're just sitting there. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, I vaguely remember how to play mandolin. I have no clue how to play the lap steel anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's just, but I, but they made the move with me. That's the type of thing that I could have easily have put it on eBay mm-hmm. or, you know, Facebook marketplace. Yeah. And at least got 20 bucks, 40 bucks for it. Mm-hmm. Never going to do that easy, either. Because even that is too much work. Sure. That's the thing. It's like <laughs> you have to like calculate how much time it's going to take you to get this listing and then deal with people trying yeah. to haggle with you. And then you get somebody, but then they don't show up. Mm-hmm. And it's like, <sighs> is all of that really worth the 40 bucks I'm going to make on this thing? Mm-hmm. How much is my time worth? It's probably more than that. So that's how you wind up with these things that you don't use, but you yeah. don't, it feels like a waste to throw it away. But you're just kind of, but it feels also feels like too much work to sell it. Mm-hmm. I I have two guitars and two keyboards sitting in that room that I never play. I but I you guys should you guys should form a band. Form a non-band. You're right. <laughs> I I think of them as so I know the exact feeling. Like I feel just kind of angry that I did this, and then but I also think of them as works of art too. A musical instrument just looks beautiful true to me so like i kind of don't have any remorse for having something that's got a little bit of chrome and some wood you know on there but i know i need to play that damn I thing like the way you said wood some wood it would look like very wooderson right yeah. there was. <laughs> all right all right i think too though uh also with um you know you have very interesting and artistic kids so like i think there's probably there could be that hope that like your kid just finds it and picks right. it up, yeah, and just starts to play it, and then to know that your parents had this really cool instrument, and maybe yeah. that gets them into something because your daughter obviously is very talented, um, a very talented singer, but maybe oh, mm, maybe I've your tried. son could pick them up. Maybe, maybe some stuff could happen. I have tried to uh, get Vivian to play guitar, and she, it's sort of like this vague interest in it, and then after about a week, it's like no. I'm either I'm a lousy teacher or she doesn't have the to go back to the moxie mojo to go back to metalocalypse. She looks and she's like, that's a grandpa's guitar. And you're just like, I don't (laughs) I'm done. All right. Winfield rapid rippity rap. Uh, My uh, last one is exercise equipment. Uh, I have a very specific one that I think I talked about a long time ago. I think I know what it is, but, but, but it was just, I, I was more in general people, purchase exercise equipment with such a distinct purpose yeah and you purchase thing it everything either on my list or my thoughts about this are things that are going to transform your life that just fall apart i'm gonna make this amazing cocktail and i'm gonna be this cool person that makes amazing cocktails and this thing you're gonna come over and have dinner and you're gonna have this and be like it's like a restaurant and then it, you can't quite get it the same and then you never have it again 
um, you know, a bunch of years ago, I mean, almost 20 years ago, I bought this dumb thing that you strapped to your stomach like, as if you were going to like, <laughs> like have abs because it shocks you. And then it fucking literally shocks you and yeah. it hurts. And you're like, well, I'm not fucking putting that thing on my yeah. stomach again. I thought, that this, I thought it was going to be the perfect push up. Or the perfect push up. Another thing that I bought, which is like you push down and turn it and push uh-huh. it up and uh-huh. whatever. All these little things that you see on infomercials. In particular, but I, I could imagine I would be the same type of person that if I had the space for it, would have bought like an, you know, some sort of rowing exercise. Yeah, whatever it was, if I had like I had the space for the thing, the perfect push up, which fit under my couch that I could never look at again. I had the space for the thing that you lather up with like a weird electric jelly and then strap to your stomach and then shock yourself <laughs> with and then you push under your couch again there's so, so many things there's <laughs> an alternate ver- reality version of you that has a peloton yes there's a version of me that has like the perfect gym mm. mm-hmm. whatever the bow flex or all these things that are just like bending around that do things that i'm like i could do that wait a second that schlump could do that i could do that Push-ups are actually real. The the whole shock your stomach thing—that's—that's—that's a weird. I know. I told the story about you know, a few years ago, uh, I think it was on our. We had an infomercial episode. Oh yeah, as seen on TV. As seen on TV episode. Basically, I was like, eating like, three or four donuts, like, possibly still drunk the next morning watching this infomercial for like the perfect for the for the ab belt and it was like i could i could do that just my mouth full of dose i could do that one that's fine i could do that cinnamon roll my hand and like you know cruller as well just like yeah that's what was passing it makes sense to me it just it's just gonna jolt i think exercise equipment like recently I, i helped my dad move some uh like this big like uh not a step machine but like a a, like a glide machine elliptical and, elliptical thank you and like um jocelyn his girlfriend for a long time she does it like every fucking day and oh, she's yeah. 74 going on 75 and it's just like god i'm so pathetic you know what i could do i could use this allen wrench and i could take this apart and move it to the next room for them though <laughs> that's what i can do i can't get on this every day and no. have have and do this thing but i can do yeah, I can get out of the way. Yeah, your exercise is the wrist turns. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, can I find the, Can I find the right socket wrench? Can I find the right socket wrench extension? Yeah, to do it. Yeah, <laughs> I can do that one. That's your exercise. You're putting some miles on that machine, Pathetic. moving it from one area to another. Well, guys, I think this feels like getting to know you. Oh. That's what I think is pretty cool about this. There's a lot of regret too tied to each one of these. Oh, for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. Oh my god. Well, because I've considered you just perfect, both of you, for so long. Well, that's true. I haven't seen a nick, a, a chink in the armor. I can I even say that. Yeah, yes. that's fine. Okay. And now, <laughs> now, <laughs> now you're both chinks. Just one couple, just big chinks to me, both of you. Can I say that? You're I don't think that's okay. Yeah. You're fine. You're getting close to yeah. not being fine, <laughs> but you're still fine. Yeah, you're, you're fine. Right on the edge of being uh, fine. Okay, so um, just because it was so pathetic, um, <laughs> the golf. That was just funny. Uh, you Disc golf, please, not regular golf. Sorry, disc yeah. golf. On your birthday, I imagine it was raining. Maybe it wasn't raining. Well, it wasn't, but let's pretend because okay. it makes a better yeah. visual. And you pulled, did you pull a muscle like a 
Oh, I was sore for the next couple of days. Okay. Yeah. Good. Okay. Good. Okay. Um, um, because it's going to be a success story, the Plex server Raspberry Pi. Oh, yeah. you are a mensch. Yes. I you, will bring this over. I'll bring you the passwords. I'll bring everything yes. and be like, fix it. Make it work. We are going to get your Wings Season 3. <laughs> I can't wait to the first thing you pull up is like Ninja 3, the domination. <laughs> just <laughs> You can just watch yeah. Revenge of the Ninja, watch all the shitty ninja movies that I have that I spent hours scanning. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's go with um, let's go with exercise equipment because I can I think a lot of people can relate out there in our listening audience and uh, let's go with, I and because I bought one of these for my brother's kids N- Nintendo Switch I hope they well if they don't play with it doesn't matter <laughs> the hell with li- them yeah live love laugh okay this has been the Mount Rushmore of the thing. I, as always, am Jeff. I'm Richard. I'm Michael. Uh, We recorded! Yay!